Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. We help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion and make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Please take a moment and visit our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. You will find hundreds of episodes covering a breadth and depth of topics relevant to you as a business creator and links to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. And now let's start today's episode. My name is Adam Homie. I'm your host. I'm so honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. And we are going to have a lot of fun this afternoon. We are going to be discussing how to rehumanize your business one video at a time. See, I'm a believer that branding actually comes from what companies do, what their people do, and what their visible face does. And if we have time today, I'm going to give you a little bit of a case study as we discuss with our guests how this is all going to work out. And we are very happy today. I have somebody on the line that you are just going to love. His name is Ethan Butte, and I'm sure I mispronounced his name and he's going to correct me, uh, but uh, basically what we're going to do is we're going to bring him on right now. So Ethan, why don't you come on and tell me if I uh, got your name right? You absolutely nailed it. It is nice. just like the geological phenomenon or the town in Montana. Yes, yes. So uh, for our listeners, just so you know, Ethan is the chief evangelist of a company called BombBomb, which is a software company that helps working professionals rehumanize their businesses. Steve, uh, excuse me, Ethan and his partner, Steve Pacinelli, believe that business relationships should be built upon conversation, active listening, and honest feedback. Through BombBomb, they are disrupting marketing and sales, getting people face-to-face through video for clear communication human connection, and higher conversion, and the results are absolutely incredible. This topic is timely for a few reasons, in my personal opinion, and this is why I wanted to have Ethan on the show today. The first is that all you have to do is log into social media, and you'll see live stream after live stream after live stream, and a lot of it sounds like the teacher in those Peanuts cartoons and delivers about the same amount of value. You have folks that just flip on the camera and start babbling. And where's the strategy behind rehumanization, behind branding, behind that active listening and honest feedback? And many times it's not even there. And if you're going to do the video, you want to do it strategically. I know it's ironic. The Business Creators Radio Show is an audio show. And the reason that we keep it that way, actually, there are two reasons we keep it that way. Uh, Number one, I don't have a studio with decorations on the wall and soundproof foam or anything like that, nor am I going to get one. It actually means more to me that I have the ability to do these episodes from anywhere. Number two, we do get our guests coming from pretty much everywhere. We've had somebody dial in from the rainforest in Columbia. We've had somebody who tuned in to us and was our guest while sitting on top of an airport hangar in Tel Aviv, and we could hear the jets overhead while we were having the conversation so it's these real life scenarios and catching people while they are in the midst of exuding their brilliance and their passion and making a difference for their community market and audience that make these conversations so much more interesting 
So, Ethan, what we'd like to do before we dive into what you have to share with us today is just have you tell us a little bit about your journey, what's brought you to where you are serving business creators from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Sure. I mean, the back half of what you shared there is true. The front half is not. I'm just not in a (laughs) crazy, exciting, interesting place, although it is a beautiful place. I'm just in our office here in beautiful downtown Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, I've been with uh, BombBomb for eight years full time. And um, the, the interesting thing is when I started uh, back in 2011, we maybe had a couple hundred customers and now we've got over 45,000 in every one of the United States, across Canada and in dozens of countries around the world. Um, and it's all driven by the passion piece, which is the true part of what you just offered there. It's my personal passion built through, you know, I, I'm started as a one-person marketing team. And I was trying to figure out what we were doing. Who were we serving? How are we actually providing value? How are people using the software? And so, um, again, the software just makes it really easy to record and send videos uh, and then track all the results so you can get face-to-face with more people more often. And so, you know, there weren't a lot of people doing this back in 2011 or 2012. And so it was really um, my job and my privilege to connect with our customers who were sending out dozens of videos a week. We have, we have over a thousand people who've sent a thousand videos each. Um, and so, you know, what are they doing? Why are they doing it? Where does it fit? Where does it work? And so, um, you know, the, the book that brought me and Steve together on that project, and I think was maybe one of the, one of the precipitating factors in, uh, having this conversation today, that's just the collected wisdom of six or eight years of practicing this philosophy. We call it relationships through video. Practicing it myself, I've sent over 9,000 videos for the purpose of building relationships and growing our business. Uh, learning what other people are doing and then teaching what other people are doing. And so this is just kind of a collected, the book itself, Rehumanize Your Business, is a collected piece of, uh, you know, eight years of just an absolutely wonderful journey in learning how people can stop relying on the plain typed out text that they rely on every day. As people are listening right now, they've already sent a dozen, let's say, messages. And these are important and valuable messages, but they're relying on the same black text on the same white screen that A, they always have, and B, that everyone else does. When in fact, you are your own best differentiator. When people say yes, they're saying yes to who you are. And these could be micro yeses like returned phone calls or replies to the email, or they could be macro yeses like signed contracts and commitments to work with you. Ultimately, you are a key factor in that process, and so we want to put you forward. And so that's what motivates me and excites me every day. And uh, we can get into some of the details of that, but it's just absolutely a privilege to be of value to people and helping them be themselves more often and win more often as a consequence of that. I think I know what this is actually about, and I'm going to give you one of the brief case studies that I have available right now. This is actually what my business coach did with one of his other clients. This other client of his was filling an event, and he had three seats left at that event, and there were three people he really wanted to get. This is one of those smaller events where it was actually a high ticket price and it was a true mastermind experience versus a pitch fest or something like that. So he had targeted these three people he really wanted to fill his last three seats. And he wanted a sold out event and he wanted these three people. So my coach coached him rather to 
film an individual video for each of those three people and send it to them with a personal invitation and the reasons why they should come and why he felt that they would great, get great value from it. And he sent these three individual videos. They were each like two minutes each. They were very short. And he closed all three of those deals. He filled those three seats with those three people. Is that kind of where we're going with this? That is an absolutely great use case. And I'll tell you what the the underlying piece of that is. And actually, I'll speak to the main idea first. Yes, we're talking about simple personal videos, typically recorded with a webcam or a smartphone. This is about speed to video. This is not about lights, production, scripts, editing, right. and all of that. With our software, you can take polished videos and upload them in and send them out to people. But we're talking about simple personal videos for the purpose of communicating with people more clearly, connecting with people more effectively, and ultimately converting at a higher rate. And so this three out of three, 100% conversion rate is killer. And, and the underlying psychology there is when you reach out on a one-to-one basis, and you look someone in the eye through the camera lens, we call it be there in person when you can't be there in person, you're letting them know that you see them, that you hear them, that you value them, and that you have an opportunity for them. And the time and attention you put into that, whether it's 45 seconds or a minute and a half or two minutes as you described there, you cannot fake that gift of time and attention and that specificity and the idea that I'm speaking to you, Adam, I'm letting you know about a specific opportunity for you. I'm going to maybe include some personal nuggets that I know about you about to close down the gap on why is this relevant and timely for you? Why should you pay attention? What's in it for you? Of course, sales is the transfer of emotion. And so the idea that you could put a little bit of enthusiasm or energy behind it also makes the message much more compelling. And so as you think about this, okay, as a listener, Think about this. You're being targeted by someone who has a really cool high-level event and someone sends you two paragraphs of text or they send you a 90-second video with a line of text about why you should watch it. And in that video, they communicate so much more and so much more personally and so much more effectively than they would in those two paragraphs. Which one do you think is going to produce the reply and response? I know from survey data and from real analytics that the video in so many of these cases, because it's more personal, it's more persuasive, it's more honest, it's more authentic, it's more sincere, and all these other things that our plain typed out messages can't do for us, that it's going to work out more often. So the result there doesn't surprise me. It's a great use case. Um, and I'll and I'll match you on that one. Uh, not that I'm a one upper. That's not my. <laughs> that's not my mo. But you know, I as we were seeking endorsements for the book, we went the traditional route. We got a traditional publisher, Wiley, who's a very prolific nonfiction yep. business book publisher, yep. and we went the traditional route of soliciting really nice uh, comments from really smart and accomplished people. And one of those people I targeted was Daniel Pink, um, number one New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post bestsellers. He has like five or six bestsellers. And we leaned on some of his research from his book to sell as human. And so I sent him a personal video email. He didn't know me. This guy is super busy. I guarantee he gets tons of unsolicited pitches and offers and asks all the time. And I guarantee you one of the reasons he said yes to review the manuscript and say something nice about it was because I reached out in a more, more personal and human way. And I'm not suggesting that um, we're best friends now or that he personally really likes me, uh, but rather that reaching out in a unique way where I 
spoke very specifically about the words he used in that book. It's value to me, the fact that I saw him present that keynote on To Sell as Human twice the year that he released it at two different events. These personal nuggets are what get people engaged, are the foundations for trust, rapport, and relationship. And you can't fake this stuff when you look someone in the eye in the camera lens and communicate it. Okay, so basically, I just want to make sure that we're uh, – for our listeners, they understand what's actually going on. And I'm going to take a step back here first. Before, when, when video marketing for the masses was pretty much in its infancy, we were one of the pioneers in one of my previous companies of coaching our clients that when you have a video that you're sharing with your audience, that you post it on YouTube or embed it on your website or something like that. And then when you send an email telling people to go watch the video, you take a screenshot of the video with a little play button on it and then embed that image in the email and make it clickable. We found that, and we tested this again and again and again and again, we would put that image clickable and then would put a couple other links within the body of the email below that screenshot that also linked to the page where the video was. And we found that I think the worst result we ever got was that the click-throughs were three to one, people clicking on the image versus clicking on one of the links. And the reason what we attribute that to is people saw, oh, this is a video. I'm supposed to watch a video. Or in a screenshot, we would get we you'd, they'd see the person who's going to be speaking in the video, and that naturally drew their attention because they're making the human connection. Part of it is I had to train our clients that when you're filming a video, because you make all kinds of weird faces and gestures and stuff when you're speaking naturally, to for the first two seconds of the recording just look into the camera and have a pleasant smile. That two seconds can be lopped off during editing, but we need something good to get a friendly screenshot. So just that combination of having the screenshot and putting some effort into making what the screenshot looks like, look like a pleasant invitation, somebody sitting across from you in a conversation, massively drove click-through rates. Uh, We see the same thing. And in fact, um, you know, we streamline that process. That was one of the things we say, again, it's speed to video. And I say, you never get to your 1000th video if two things aren't true. One, that it got you a better result than sending uh, the same thing that you sent before, right? Yeah. Because you wouldn't repeat the process if it wasn't a better result. And then number two, you wouldn't get to a thousand videos if it wasn't fast and easy because the more cumbersome it is, you know, you might get to a hundred doing it that way. So what we do is we put the recording the encoding and the hosting of the video all kind of all in one. So when you click record, whether it's, you know, we're in the Gmail inbox, we're in the Outlook yeah. inbox, we're in mobile apps, we're in our own web app, etc. When you record, it's, it's live uploading and encoding all at once and we host the video all kind of behind the scenes so you don't have to go over to a YouTube. In addition, our research we did a couple of years ago on different presentations of that video inside the email itself we found that when we did an, uh, a three-second animated preview and showed the dur- play duration of the video, that it produced a 49% lift in play rate over a static image. And so we take the first yeah. three seconds of your video, and, and I love your tip, smiling off the top. It's the same thing as smile before you dial because people yeah. can, they can hear that smile. Um, uh-huh. And it's the same thing in the video. So whatever you're doing in the first three seconds of the video automatically becomes this animated loop that that – says even further this is a video beyond the play button and like play 47 second video or play one minute video or whatever. And so 
some of the ways you can customize these things are, you know, something I do is I have a little uh, whiteboard. I keep it at my desk with some dry erase markers and I write people's names or I write a fun fact or a detail or something interesting or provocative or I'll draw a logo or whatever. And that also compels people to play the videos. I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, how can you, like, let's say you're sending an email to somebody because you want to use this short video approach to get their attention versus more black text on a white screen and how to make them realize you actually made this video for them rather than it being a marketing video that you film for everybody. And you partially answered my question and I'm going to check with you to see if there's anything else, but yeah, have a whiteboard up and write their name on it. So if, uh, say for instance, I wanted to reach out to Ethan Butte because he had a podcast and my podcast booking firm, In Demand Expert, wanted to get people on his show and I was having a hard time reaching him because everybody else is sending the same pitches and everything else. I would send Ethan a video and I'm speaking of Ethan in the third person because I'm addressing the listener at this point. And I would actually have written on my whiteboard to Ethan Butte or something like that. So when Ethan opens his email, it'd say, wait a minute, that's my name. Correct. You're absolutely right. And so, you know, I would, I would, I'll take that up one level and address the question specifically. I'll also talk about two other scenarios where it's not just for one person because, um, this, the very best engagement is going to be when you're truly one-to-one and you can't address someone by first name in very specific details. Yeah. But there are also instances where something happens as the trigger point to send it. You could record a video once and use it over and over and over again, whether it's manually sent or automated uh, as a send. So for example, someone fills out a particular form on a website, you could record a video and apply what I'm about to say. But instead of saying the person's name, you're speaking to the circumstance. And the same thing on a mass send, you can send these video emails to one person, five people, 50 people, 500 people, 5,000 people. I send a newsletter to about 120,000 people a couple times a month. And so in, in all of these cases, the goal is to be as relevant as possible or as curiosity provoking as possible. What is going to compel someone to play? And so your observation that writing my name Uh, or displaying my name in some way is a great step. And so also, why else are you reaching out? So when you're really clear on what's in it for the other person, whether it's one person or 10 people or 100 people, what's in it for that person? Why should they participate in this email and in this video? When you're clear on that, even before you record the video, you're going to communicate a much stronger message in the subject line. And so in the subject line, you want, if you can, a first name and any other relevant or timely details, right? Right. Um, You know, two things I need from you by tomorrow, Ethan, or Ethan, two things I need from you by tomorrow, right? That has a level of urgency. It has a little bit of specificity. I'm curious what those two things are. And I know it's for me. I always encourage people in a video email, whether it's a a Gmail style, lightweight kind of transactional, or whether it's one of those styled up ones that has, you know, your logo and links to your website and a more stylized HTML designed email, um, at least one line of text above the video to tell people why they should play it. And then you're reinforcing the subject line in that scenario. Um, hey, Adam, uh, be sure to click the, to play the video below. It's got two things that I need from you tomorrow if we're going to be able to make our deadline and get this thing done on time. 
And then yeah. in the in the animated preview, or in the case that you're using, you know, if you don't use BombBomb, you use a, any other system, or you use the YouTube system, which I call the um, kind of the screenshot method of recording and sending videos. Um, in the thumbnail or in the animated preview, hold up a sign or a sticky note. Some people do it on an iPad to reinforce that message again that it is just for you or that it's highly relevant. And then, uh, and then I usually will always encourage someone to add at least one more line of text below the video to drive the ultimate call to action. You should obviously speak to whatever the person email marketing tip here. When I get your email, whether it's a video email or not, I should know why I got it, what my opportunity is, and how to take you up on that opportunity. If you have more than one call to action in your email, I would encourage you to maybe be a little bit more disciplined and see if you can't focus it specifically toward one call to action. Not every email is going to go that way, but the cleaner you can be about why did I get this? What is my opportunity and how do I proceed or what's the call to action? The better off you're going to be. It's going to just really guide people. We're all super, super busy. We're trying to get in and out of our inboxes as quickly as possible. So the easier you can make it for the person receiving it and the more specific you can be, the better off it's going to be. So I always encourage one line of text to drive the call to action because, you know, even in a best case scenario, you're never going to get a hundred percent play rate. And so having that call to action in the text will also uh, give you some extra opportunities, some extra at-bats that you might not get, even with the people who didn't play the video. And so, um, yes, uh, to go all the way back to the beginning, yes, you're absolutely right. A first name or a first name and a last name, a specific detail, um, something curious, provocative, or timely, like a deadline-oriented thing, a sense of urgency yeah. is helpful. And, uh, and in the case that you're going to set up a video email once and use it over and over and over again, be as specific as possible as you can in the, in the subject line, in the setup, and in the animated preview or in the thumbnail image as well um, about where the person came from. So again, if someone fills out a form on your website for uh, why, uh, five reasons why now is the time to, to do X, then the subject line is, you know, um, five times, uh, five reasons why now is the time to do X. Hey, to learn the five times, five reasons now is the time yeah. to do X, play the video, reinforce in the thumbnail and you open it up and say, Hey, there are five very specific reasons why now is the time to do X reason one, two, three, four, five bonus tip. And then I promise I'll stop talking in the case because you want, you want the text to work together with the video in the scenario. It's right. not all about the video. You need the text to drive the video play and you need the text to drive the call to action out of courtesy. If you're going to do something like the three reasons or the three details or the three steps or the five steps or whatever, you might bullet point those down below. Anytime, again, the goal here is to do as much of the heavy lifting for your, your recipient as possible to make it easier on them because you're far more likely to get whatever yes you're looking for if you do the lifting for them. Anywhere that someone might be taking notes while they watch your video because you're Uh listing things or giving details, maybe bullet point those underneath the video as well. Not so much that there's no reason to watch the video, but enough that you're taking the notes for them. Oh, and you know, speaking of notes, I think this is a good time to mention, uh, folks do ask, well, the business creators radio show, you're taping this on zoom and you're doing 
audio only. As I've said many times over the past six years, not only am I the host of the Business Creators Radio Show, I'm also the number one listener. So you'll, if, if we were a studio audience, I'd be right there in the front row. I'd have my notepad out. I'd have two pens on me. Always have two pens because they tend to run out of ink or break or your cat tanks one and runs off with it just when you're trying to capture that aha moment. And that's what I'm doing. I'm looking for the slight edge for my business. So if we were doing this like side-by-side video or something, it might look a little bit weird because I'd be sitting out on my balcony in my big wicker chair. I'd have a cigar going here and uh, I'd be looking down at my notepad. I'd be jotting things down rather than looking at you. So it looked kind of awkward for our listeners. Uh, sure. So when you listen to these episodes, folks, have your notepad out because you're going to capture stuff and be sure to go back and subscribe to business creators radio show because that'll give you the opportunity to download these episodes and to go back and listen to them again and again and again ethan is drawing you a map here this is this is like this is like a coaching session you really should be tuning in and going back afterwards to leverage what he's giving you right now so a technical question here is I, I'm on the bombbomb.com website. Great website, by the way. And I, I see that there are some of the options you mentioned. You can use it with Gmail. You can use it with Outlook. Uh, you can use the Inbox app. Uh, can you also run these videos through uh, two of the other very popular networking tools, which is the Facebook Messenger and the LinkedIn Inbox? Uh, yes, absolutely. So I'm glad you asked that. So, you know, in the book, Rehumanize Your Business, it is a lot about video email. That is the core of what we do. But we also talk about video and text messaging and video and social messaging. So we don't talk about video on the LinkedIn timeline. That's a separate book. We don't talk about video that you upload natively into Facebook for the purpose of getting anonymously in front of, you know, all, you know, all 1,800 of your friends. Well, that's uh, ManyChat. You can use ManyChat for that. We're talking about something different here. Correct. We're talking about, and so I'm glad you went directly to messaging. And the answer to that is yes. There are a variety of ways you can do that. The way I do, because I put a lot of videos in LinkedIn messages. I'll tell you what, if you're yeah. using, it, a, a, if you're not using LinkedIn, you should be there because it's getting crowded and noisy. And yeah. the sooner you you get there and start building real relationships through that channel, the better off you are. Um, and when I get connection requests, uh, and that's a whole nother podcast conversation, what do we accept? What do we not accept, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Um, when I accept a connection request, I will very often, and if I can't do it that day, I'll, I'll maybe at the end of the week do a roundup. I'll use our Google Chrome extension. So we work directly in Google Chrome. You open up the video recorder, you record the video. And then as soon as you get done, it says, hey, do you want to send this by email? Do you want to take uh-huh. the embed code? Uh, or do you want to grab the, the URL, like the, the short website address for the video? Because we host all your videos again automatically. Right. So I copy the URL. I throw it into a, I just paste it into a LinkedIn message. I say, you know, hey, thanks so much for, uh, for reaching out with the connection. Adam, just wanted to introduce myself, put a face with the name and tell you how excited I am about, you know, keeping in touch with what you're sharing. Or maybe I'll ask a question based on your expertise or these kinds of things. It depends on, you know, how much engagement I want from the person. It's really easy to generate engagement with a video, especially if you ask people questions um, because it, ju- it just, there's a natural sense of reciprocity there. Again, if I spend the time and give the attention to record you a personal 60-second video where I congratulate you on what I've learned off your LinkedIn profile, and I ask you one or two specific questions based on your background or expertise or experience, 
you're going to reply. This provokes conversation because that human commitment there, um, A, cannot be faked, and B, just begs a reply. So um, I, I, take, I take the copy URL uh, out of our Google Chrome extension and drop those into LinkedIn Messenger. You can do it in Facebook Messenger as well. You can record videos in Facebook Messenger, uh, which you cannot do in LinkedIn Messaging right now. Right. But, but there are two hangups for me. One on mobile, I think it's awkward because it's one of those press and hold situations and there's a limit. If you go two seconds over, you get cut off. Right. Um, and I find the press and hold weird, whereas ours is like, in most video recorders, frankly, are you click record, you do what you're going to do, and then you click stop. And, and right. I find that much easier than the press and hold. I find press and hold awkward. So that's one. But then two, they need to encode the video for you. So you can't even send the message I did, a, I did a test when I was writing the book last fall, um, and uh, it took about 60 to 70% more time to encode, additional time to encode the video. So if right. you're going to record a one-minute video in Facebook Messenger, it took an, adi- an additional 40 seconds or so for the video to encode before you could even send it. Whereas, again, with BombBomb, and I don't know how the other players do it, I was just going with our platform against the, the native environment, um, you know, we're encoding your video while it's recording, so it's ready to go right away. So yeah. I typically will drop videos into LinkedIn uh, and Facebook Messenger that I record with our Google Chrome extension or maybe through our mobile app. Okay, so you answered the question of how we record it. So there's a Chrome extension and there's a mobile app because I'm I'm visioning myself becoming your customer here. And uh, I uh, and I do have I, I hate the native webcam inside my laptop. It just makes me look weird. I, I don't know why. I just hate it. But I do kind of like how I can get myself to look using either the webcam or if I put my smartphone on the tripod holder I have for it. And I can set up either one of those. So let's say um, I make a practice of once a day, I see, oh, who are my new LinkedIn connections? Who accepted my request? Who requested me? All right. So for these folks, uh, takes me 30 seconds to scan their LinkedIn profile, uh, find a couple things interesting about them, maybe find a question I can ask them. If I need to go to their website, that's another 15 seconds. I can get most of what I need just by looking at the menu and clicking on one or two pages that are relevant to me. And I can bang out a 60-second video. And I can even set it up so that 40 seconds of that is a standard script uh, to save time. So there's, um, uh, you know, like uh, less, you know, you know, and ums and uh, right. And, <laughs> and yeah. so, uh, and I mean, that's, that's a, re- that's a really, really good tip. So um, one it's, and it's a little bit like a networking event, right? Like you have 20 conversations, but only three or four of them were actually good and substantial and worth something to you. Maybe in the future, the rest were a little bit kind of transactional. How's the weather type stuff. And so uh-huh. maybe, maybe you only focus on the best or most interesting opportunities or the right. coolest people or whatever. Um, Correct. that's one. And then two, whether it's this LinkedIn follow-up or whether it's making a habit of say, thank you Thursday, I'm going to time block 10 minutes on my calendar from 745 to 755 every Thursday morning. And I'm just going to say thank you to people that come to mind or that I need to follow up with, um, every Thursday morning, no matter what the case is, or you're going to go, uh, you're going to time block 30 minutes every Monday afternoon to go through all the responsive and non-responsive lead opportunities, like open-ended opportunities you have from the week before or something. In all of these cases, what I want to drive into here is your recommendation of, if I do this one style of video 
a couple times a week or even a couple times a day. It's not a script per se, but because you're doing about the same thing and you're only tweaking, you know, 20 or 30% of it specific to the individual, you're going to get really, really good and comfortable with that style of video. And this is going to knock down two of the excuses people give themselves about not doing this, even though it's a better way to work and it's a better way to live. I don't know that we'll be able to get into that, but <laughs> this is also a better way to live. And I could, I'm happy to do that if you want to remind me. And, and, and the two things you knock down are, one, I don't have time for this. And the fact of the matter is, once you get basically comfortable, we speak about four times faster than we type. And just listening to myself and even to you, Adam, I'm going to say that we maybe speak five or six times faster than we type. Yeah. And, if we, and if we push this to the mobile keyboard, I, you know, my son types super fast on his phone. I'm still, you know, I'm not a hunt and peck typer on my phone, but I'd say I'm probably speak six or eight times faster than I type on my phone, not because I speak right. faster, but because I type slower on my phone. So you're going to save time. And this level of discomfort, I don't know what to say. Would you give yourself a specific use case? When this happens, I'm going to do that. Or every Tuesday, I'm going to time block and I'm going to do this one thing and I'm going to do it five times in a row. You know exactly why you're reaching out and you're going to get really good at delivering that message. And so by the time you're three or four weeks into the habit, you've already refined your, your script. I'm using air quotes here. You can't see me do it, but I'm using air quotes like this script, right? Because you don't want to read the words. This is about the, the basic premise that it's not just what I'm sure. Uh, are you married, Adam? Uh, not currently. Okay. I am. And so I get this lesson regularly. It's not just what you say, it's how you say it. Yes. Right? So, so it's, this, it's not about getting the exact right words in the exact right order. It's about communicating that in sincerity, that enthusiasm, that concern. These don't always have to be happy messages. All that stuff that comes through, um, you're going to get so much better at doing that the more you do the same one or two use cases over and over again. So it's important to start small and focused because it's going to knock down two of the biggest hangups that people have with getting into this habit. Yeah, I think that I think that's great. And and yeah, you're absolutely right. Once you if you're scripting something out or you're using a template for something, the more you use it, the more you'll get comfortable with it. The intro and the outro to the episodes and actually some of the dialogue within the episodes. If you start listening to episode after episode after episode of the Business Creators Radio Show, you're going to see that there are certain things I seem to say every single time. It's because I actually have scripts in front of me. I'm pretty comfortable saying those things verbatim and extemporaneously, but I keep them in front of me just to keep me on track. Yeah, that's totally fair. And so here's another thing too. Never read the words off the screen because, you know, unlike an audio recording, it is, this is about eye contact. These Correct. simple personal videos are about making eye contact through the camera lens. And so as, yeah. speak, as speakers, we typically make eye contact about 50 or 55% of the time in a normal yeah. conversation. And as listeners, we make eye contact about 80% of the time. So if you're reading the words off your screen or off a piece of paper, uh, you're going to be breaking that eye contact. You want to maintain about 50% eye contact. Not that you need to calculate it, but again, just internalize the message yes. and know where you want to go. In the case that the message is uh, has like, again, three or four key bullet points, write them down on a piece of paper or maybe yeah. on your screen and refer to them in the beginning. And the re so I, I'll, I'll hold up a notepad and say, hey, 
Adam, I'm about to go through these four things with you. And then I'm going to set the, set the notepad down and I'm going to go through them. But if I show it or I mention it off the top, yes. it, gives, it gives me permission to look away and it's not weird. I don't have to get into this weird thing where I'm acting like I know everything and I don't have to refer to notes and I'm acting weird and I'm like slyly glancing away from the camera enough that the person notices, but not so much that it's, that I'm looking off, you know, 90 degrees to the left. When you let people know what's actually going on on the side, there's this honesty, there's this vulnerability. It's like, I'm in this moment with you. This isn't a big deal. This isn't a video production. I'm just talking to you through my camera because it's better than me typing all this stuff out. So if you do have a more complex message or you're just getting going with it, give yourself permission by letting the person know that you're working off like a little bullet point list. You know, I uh, two, two examples of this. Number one is this is something I train people to do when they're doing video interviews, when they become our certified in-demand experts. That same type of thing is if you know that you have certain things you need to read off because you want to make sure you get them just right, uh, candidly disclose that. When I do my own live stream sometimes, I'll say, guys, uh, on, in, in this lesson, we're going to be talking about five things. And I'll actually hold up my sheet of paper where I have the five things written down just so they can see I'm organized, just so they can see there's a plan, just so they can see there's things that they are going to be looking forward to as they stay the entire time and get all of it. And it does give me that radical permission that my eyes are not going to be locked onto the camera the whole time. Yeah, it's just like over coffee or lunch, right? You're, never, you're not going to stare someone down. That's weird. Yeah. But you're going to make regular eye contact so that it's normal and comfortable. That reminds me of, a, of a, another primary motivator here. So for people that are like, ah, I don't know about all this. This sounds like a, a trick or a gimmick or some newfangled nonsense that's going to kind of come and go. It sounds like a parlor trick. I don't see it that way. I see this as a slow emerging trend. I honestly thought when I joined BombBomb back in 2011 that MailChimp or Google or someone else might roll this kind of thing out and just plow us under as this tiny little company of eight people uh, yeah. and, and 200 customers. Um, and of course, here we are nearly a decade later and I am still feel like I'm shepherding this, this pioneering herd of people that are that are doing things differently in a more personal and human way and we're still just get that's why I wrote the book with Steve is you know I hope that it gets into hands that would never come across the message otherwise because I think this is where it's going and the reason why I say that is we've been speaking to each other eye to eye face to face as a species since we've been on two feet millennia and we've only been writing at all uh, like phonetically writing for about 5,000 years. But the bulk of that time, we were illiterate as, as a human population. It's only about 500 years ago that literacy started spreading uh, into the population at large, right. obviously unevenly. But, you know, I use simple math in the book, which is 150,000 years. No one obviously knows how long humans have been speaking because it's muscular. Uh, there's no record of, you know, we couldn't record ourselves and there's no we can't tell, um, you know, from bones when we started speaking. So, you know, I use a conservative end of the range. The lowest number is about 50 or 100,000 years, and the highest some people think we've been speaking for a million years. So I use 150,000. We've been speaking at least 300 times longer as a species to one another as we've been writing down messages. And so this process of coding and decoding our real intentions through the written word and then opening it up and reading it on the other side, 
it's not as natural and it's not as fundamentally human. There are so many trust markers and social bonds and all these subtle social cues that we're not even consciously aware of when we're in person, right? And so it's that feeling, Adam, if you and I were in the same room, I already know this, we'd we'd meet each other and within five or 10 seconds, I would have this feeling of like, "Ah, I like this guy, I'm comfortable here, I'm looking forward to this conversation, right? And I got some of that when we, you know, connected uh, for the call here, Um, but it would be heightened and probably even accelerated if we were in the same room. And so, All of this is just about getting back to where we are best, which is eye-to-eye, face-to-face, but using today's technology to be able to do it at scale, to be able to reach out in a personal way to 20 people in 20 minutes spread all over the world from the comfort of my own office. Last thing here, the other benefit is that it's asynchronous. I can record these 20 videos when it's convenient for me, and some of the people are going to open it up and experience me in person immediately. Other people are going to do it in 10 minutes, other people in 10 hours, other people in 10 days, whenever it's convenient for them. But you create this in-person moment at scale at the convenience of both the sender and the recipient. It's just really, really powerful. Yeah, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. So I can almost hear the, uh, I can almost hear the, uh, the people out there who are clamoring with one very important question is, they're going to say something like, okay, so I'm sending out these videos. How do we know they watch them? Yeah. So that's another thing that we solve, you know, in your case where you're coaching people early on and it's very, very smart coaching people early on to, to use kind of that YouTube screenshot scenario, you know, you could use the click as a proxy for a video play. Um, And obviously you're getting a lot more clicks with that method. What we do is we track because, and by the way, I'm not selling our service. If this sounds interesting to you, I would love for you to go yeah. visit bombbomb.com. There are a handful of people that we have a lot more competition now than we did say five years ago. There's no one doing this five years ago. A couple of people besides us. Um, so whatever your preferred method, they should be able to track email opens. They should be able to track link clicks and they should be able to track video plays. And so, and we also track how long people are watching videos as well. And so right. in our Gmail or Outlook instance, there's a tracking panel you can open or close on the side and it'll tell you live in real time, email opens, link clicks, video plays. We even do fly in alerts on the desktop and it's uh-huh. really fun. So, so bombbomb.com is a Google apps domain. So, so I, along with all of our team members log into Gmail to, to do most of our email. Yeah. And so I always know when I see these fly in alerts come in, I know that my phone is about to ring or I know that I'm about to get an email reply or I know that the person is about to fill out that form I asked them to fill out or whatever. It's really fun oh. and interesting. Oh, so if, I, so if I send it through Gmail and they watch it, I could get a fly in alert that says, hey, so-and-so is watching your video right now. Correct. Yep. So, so, so that way we know. So, yep. now, and then, nope. and then in the in the platform, it's a more traditional email marketing look. Even on one to one sends, you can see um, email opens, link clicks, and video plays in a feed. You can right. go into the tracking screen of the email and see, you know, forty three percent open rate, fifty two percent video play rate, whatever the case may be. So, we're tracking okay. all that because that's the closed loop on it. Okay, so if I were to take those the, the links that are generated when we film the videos and drop them into a LinkedIn message or a Facebook message, that link also has a tracking on it so we can say, yeah, Ethan did watch it and he watched 43% of it. 
You can. It's a little bit more cumbersome there because you're decoupling the recipient from, we just know that that link got clicked and that video got played 72% to completion. We can tell you that, but you're going to have to go fish it out. Like because it's decoupled from, oh, this email went to to Adam at uh, businesscreators.com. I don't know your actual email address off the top (laughs) of my head. But you know, when you send it through Gmail or Outlook or our mobile app or our quick sender or, or you're maybe on a list of 180 other people on a mass send, we know that you got it and that you did that and that you watched. And so we can tell what you did. But in the case that you're grabbing the URL and throwing it somewhere else, um, it decouples it a little bit. You can still see that the video got played and it got played 70% of the way through. Right. Um, but you'd have to go kind of fish that out. I don't want to overpromise that you're going to get these amazing uh, – um, alerts because we can't tell whose yeah. LinkedIn message you dropped it in. Okay, but but we can tell that if I had five LinkedIn messages that I sent these videos to, which would mean I filmed five videos and there were five links associated, that I'd be able to log into bombbomb.com and I would be able to sit, I'd be able to pull up and say, okay, well, here are the videos that I sent on September 19th. Yep, these four and- got played, this one didn't. Exactly, and uh, and within the tracking, at least I'd be able to type something like like Ethan Butte, uh, and it, it, it would at least say the, that link went to Ethan. I'd be able to say, oh, wait, Ethan watched it. Yeah, but I'll okay. tell you what, you're going to know a lot faster than that because it's going to come in the form of a reply. I just yeah. let me see if I can pull it up here really quickly. Um, I just I you know I did a catch up uh, yesterday. And here is one of the replies I got. I'll read it verbatim without the dude's name on it. All right. If I can get it here. Um, Here we go. We're going to do it. Ethan, I am amazed by your answer. You just gave me one of the most impressive case studies ever. I'm looking forward to keeping the conversation going. Thank you, comma, first name. And that was just, I sent him a 57 second video. Just thanking him for the connection. And this dude's like, and, and this is another interesting thing too for people again, like along this gimmick fad parlor trick scenario, I will say that response is because no one else is doing this right now. So that at some point will fade. This will become more common. I think more people are going to be doing more video as more tools come in and more people become comfortable with it and more people are modeling the behavior and it becomes more normalized. Um, and I hope that we accelerate it through the work that we do. And I hope, hopefully people listening feel the sincerity and excitement and passion in my voice. Yeah. I, love, I love this because I watch it change. Again, this is going to sound over dramatic, but people will say things like, this didn't just change my business, this changed my life, right? Yeah. Because it, we're so, as a, as a society in general, it's, it's a little bit trite to say at this point, but it's still true. As connected as we are digitally, we're more disconnected than ever depression rates, uh, feelings of dissatisfaction and loneliness are as high as ever. And it's just so sad. And I think it's because we're not ourselves often enough and we don't feel comfortable in and of ourselves. And so if you're feeling like I'm not comfortable doing this video, I'm not good enough. The video's not good enough. I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I sound. Send it anyway, because you're going to get a reply like the one I got from this gentleman. It's going to validate the effort and it's going to make you feel confident that, um, yes, this is a better way to work. And here's the deal. People already know what you look like and sound like. And in the case that they don't, you hope that they do soon because it's that face-to-face, whether it's through Zoom or it's actually in person or some other means, 
We want to get there because that's how we sell best. That's how we connect and communicate best. That's how we build trust and rapport best. And so what we're doing is allowing you to, to do it earlier and more often in your relationships, not just in your business, but also personally as well. I hear that story all the time. Uh, we have a lot of financial advisors, for example, that use our service to communicate with their clients before and after appointments and updates and things like that. But they say, hey, you know, I, this is so fun and easy to do and I get such a good response. I'm also a volunteer on this nonprofit board, so I use it to communicate with my other board members and also with some of the volunteers for the organization. Or um, I also use this for my son's fundraiser at school to reach out to some of the other parents. So, they're, they're just, as you look at all of the messages that you're sending, whether by email or text message or social message, you're going to find other spots where it's going to be a benefit to you to be a little bit more personal or a little bit more emotional, positive or negative. Um, you know, sometimes we need to send corrective messages to our team members, for example, and you're going to be able to capture that corrective uh, nature of it a little bit better when you can manage the tone instead of sending what could feel like a scolding email? How many times have you labored over, did I say it the right way or someone going to overread this? Fact of the matter is, one, you have no control over how they read it anyway, right? They right. could be in a good mood. They could be in a bad mood. They could have gotten up on the right side of the bed or they could have gotten up on the wrong side of the bed or they might have just been chewed out by their boss or they just might have had a major win in their day or their business. Um, so you're giving away control when you type out the message and send it, whereas you can retain some of that control when you communicate that message with your face and your voice and your body and all those other elements. Um, And so uh, as you look at all the message that you're sending, you're going to find places to be more personal, more specific, to be able to speak in layperson's terms and knock down some complexity, right? If something's going to seem a little bit, um, you know, you don't want to type up four paragraphs to answer that question. You don't have to anymore. You can just click record and explain it to somebody. Yeah, and um, and you know I'm not gonna you know say anything specific because obviously we if somebody's listening to this a year from now I want it to remain evergreen. But I can tell you the pricing on this is quite reasonable. I was expecting it to be much higher when you first described this, but while you've been speaking, I've been kind of poking around your website here around at uh, bombbomb.com, and I'm seeing that you, know, you have different levels. I'm not going to say what they are either for the sake of keeping this evergreen. But, uh, you know, whether you're an individual, whether you have a team involved or something like that, you have all kinds of different solutions that allow this to be a great leverageable benefit for your business and get it up and running pretty quickly. Yeah, and it's really funny. The the people who use it, again, we've got about a thousand people who send a thousand videos or more. Think about that. A thousand videos. And you say, gosh, that's a big number. I've done 90, again, about 9,500 myself. But it's only because I've been at it for eight years and I'm just consistent with it. I look for spots to add it. And so what what people invariably say is um, the people who use it a lot are like, you know, I'd pay double what you charge me for because I get that much value and more. And then, and then on the other end, people like what they hear in a conversation like this or if they meet us out in an event or a conference or an expo or something or they visit the website and they're like, gosh, this sounds really good. And then they just struggle. They can't get over themselves. They get stuck in their own head. They don't use it. And that's the only time it starts to look expensive to someone is if they don't use it. And I'll tell you, there's a paradox to this vulnerability. This does require vulnerability This because we've been trained a couple different ways. One, that video is supposed to look polished through television commercials and film trailers and nice homepage videos. We think, we think that video needs to be all buttoned up and polished. And so we wonder if our video is good enough. 
Next level is we wonder if we're good enough. And I know I already said this, but it's worth saying again. I don't care if you're a type A personality who's a serious badass who like just goes out and crushes their day and all that. You are just as vulnerable as anyone else. You fear rejection. You fear judgment. It's perfectly natural. And so this idea of Letting go of control, right? In our emails, we have complete control. In our Facebook feeds and LinkedIn feeds, we have complete control. We don't have to talk about the struggles, although I feel like there's this, I call it struggle porn. You know, people like offer yeah. up, they're like, I got beat up the other day and like, you know, what I, but I got through it. I think a lot of people are kind of turning it around a little bit in a slightly ironic way where they're attracting people by talking about their, their pains and their failures and stuff. Um, which, which is also the attractiveness of vulnerability. But we have so much control over exactly how we look and sound and the way we present ourselves. And we've had it for a couple of decades now in all of these digital channels. And so the idea of letting go a little bit of that control and letting in some of those ums and ahs, even though we want to iron those out, and we probably should in most of our speech if we can. But this idea of just, you know, warts and all, bad hair day and all, funky shirt collar, but who cares? I'm going to send the yeah. video anyway. This idea of letting go of some of the control, the paradox of it is one, it's really hard for us to do, but two, the ability to do it is exactly what makes it so attractive to other people. Yeah. People, people that I work with that, that work end to end on video from the like drones and green screens and lights and scripts and, you know, millions of YouTube views and all these other things all the way down to the simple style. They say, well, the videos that get the most direct response are the simplest ones because there's this attractiveness to the idea of you being comfortable in your own skin, bringing people into your office or into, into the waiting area at the car dealership because you're just popping me a thank you video or a project update video or a reminder video while you're sitting waiting for your car to come out of servicing or whatever. The idea that you're letting me into your life a little bit, but it's also all about me as the recipient. There's just something so fundamentally attractive about it. So if you can get past it and if you can get over it, you're going to be in a very winning position. Well, I can partially answer that right now. Another reason why I avoid video in a lot of cases, particularly for the mass market, is uh, I don't get dressed up every day. Uh, in fact, one of the jokes when I go to cigar shops here in Las Vegas is, oh, another black sleeveless shirt with your running shorts. Love it. Yeah, because yeah, because I have like twenty of that same shirt and ten of that same pair of shorts, and uh, and when it gets to winter, I'll have the same jacket and I'll have uh, four copies of the same pair of jeans. Uh, I'm one of those people that doesn't think about what I wear every day. I because I just have multiple copies of the same thing and I just grab one. It's one less decision I have to make. So if I don't want to get on video and let people see me in a sleeveless muscle shirt or something like that. What I can do is right before I film the videos, I can just pull on a shirt with my company logo on it. Like I have my, I have my, I have my beautiful brand new in-demand expert pullover that's uh, coming to me in a few days. And when I turn the videos on, I can just pull that right over and they'll see, uh, oh, there's a branded pullover. He's wearing his company gear. Love it. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, and I see people do that when they, you know, especially people go to like a hundred conferences a year. They don't have a hundred outfits. They have three copies of the same shirt that has their logo on it because they're using their clothing as branding. 
Totally. And, and, and again, this, isn't, this is not a video that's going to live for five years on your YouTube channel that you hope 10,000 people watch or 100,000 people right. watch. This is just for, you know, so Adam, if you were going to send me a video in anticipation of our time together this afternoon and you were in a workout shirt, no big deal because it's just yeah. for me. I'm not going to watch it 20 times. I'm not going to forward it around the office. Yeah. It's oh, just- oh, and how, and how, if I knew that right now, instead of being in your office, like you said, you were, you were sitting out on your patio with your laptop. It might help if I was dressed casually too, because you'd see yourself. Totally. Yeah. So that's, so I appreciate you, um, you know, sharing these thoughts. I know we're at the top of the hour here, but just see that it doesn't have to be perfect. And one of the beauties of the democratization of information dissemination through social media is it allows people to be unperfect. In fact, it's the authenticity that attracts people. Yeah. One of our favorite lines, and I think it's printed in the pages of the book is your imperfection is your perfection. It, what's, it's what yes. makes you approachable. It's what makes you human. And it's what allows us to connect with one another. Exactly. Exactly. Well, as I said, we are pretty much done here. Um, we're we about three minutes left. And I want to give one of those minutes to you because I imagine that some of our listeners are now at this point leaning in, wanting to know more. Uh, so what, what do you have to offer? What, what should they do next? Sure. Again, my name is Ethan Butte. Last name is spelled B-E-U-T-E. I welcome yep. your connection on LinkedIn, especially if you include a personal note. Um, the book, if you want to learn more about Rehumanize Your Business, you can find it on Amazon. It's a number one bestseller in business sales, business communication, and customer relations. You can learn more about the contents of it in more detail at bombbomb.com slash book. And, uh, and you've already been kind enough, Adam, to mention uh, the main website. It's just bombbomb.com. Our number one goal is to get you face-to-face with more people more often. You are better in person. When people say yes, they're saying yes to you. And so that's what we're all about. Our goal is to make it easy and fast to send these, to know who's engaging with them, and to be available in the places that you work, whether it's on your phone, on your laptop, in your CRM. We have a number of integrations I didn't mention. And so that's our whole MO. We want to make business more personal and human again, as it should be, as it always has been. You know, five decades ago, almost everything was done face-to-face with a handshake, a smile, and a signed contract in person. And the technology is as convenient as it makes things. It also has uh, created some separation with the illusion of connection. And so we're using today's technology to bring you back to the way business and relationships have always been built, which is uh, human to human. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to definitely pick up a copy of that book. So, um, uh, and, you know, Amazon has your guaranteed delivery of tomorrow. So I might just have to go ahead and click place your order right now. Uh, well, actually, I just did it. And, uh, and uh, I, again, want to appreciate uh, you for your time. Ethan Butte, thank you for being with us today. It's been an honor and an education. Awesome. It's been a privilege and a pleasure for me. I really appreciate the time and the invite. All right, for everybody listening, this is Adam Homie, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Please be sure to tune in to www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and be sure to subscribe to your favorite network so that you get fresh content like this episode delivered straight to you. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.